Thank you. Thank you, hermano. Gracias, hermano. Thank you, brother. Okay. <laughs> Who speaks Spanish here? Raise your hands. One, two. Don't be shy. Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five. Five and a half. Okay. <laughs> it's an honor, pleasure to be here this morning. So I didn't know. I mean, I know, but I want to say this. I didn't know that Josh won't be here. When he invited me, I didn't know that, that it's a fact. He said, you had 20 to 30 minutes to preach, but he's no longer here, so I will <laughs> preach for 45, so, so it's a good thing. Uh, I was preaching with the early birds, and it's, uh, they invite me to have the meeting at 8 a.m., and, and in the meeting room with the staff to pray together. And I asked them, how you do service on 8.30? Drinking coffee. <laughs> so then I told them, I'm going to change the title of my sermon this morning, and I'm going to be saying the thriving church drinks coffee. <laughs> right? So let me share with you this morning something uh, about the thriving church has a kingdom mind. The thriving church has a kingdom mind. And let's read uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 20. And let's read it together. I'm using this version uh, that I asked Pastor Josh, hey, what version it's good to use? And he said, this is version what we use, ESV. So guess what? I didn't have an ESV version. So he made me to spend some bucks here. So send the bill to Josh, okay? <laughs> Acts chapter 14, verse 8. It says, Now in Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never listened to Paul speaking, and Paul looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to Paul said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lacanonian, Gods have come down to us in the likeness of him. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oaks and garlands to the gates and want to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even these words, they scarcely restrain the people from offering sacrifice to them. But Jews come from Antioch and Iconium, and having pursued the crowds, 
He stoned Paul and ran him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when he, the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the, entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derby. I can imagine a uh, having his first mission trip, or his first trip, I remember my first mission trip to Ecuador, Bible school, and I was excited, I went to Walmart buying my stuff, and you know, sunscreen, yes, I use, suns I use sunscreen sometimes, uh, you know, gel, I use a lot of gel, so, and everything, and they, in the end of, when you're preparing your stuff, you're excited, only they ask you to bring a carry-on, but you finish with a big bag, right? So, and then as you are excited to your first mission trip, you have high expectations on that trip. I remember one of my friends uh, in that time, they said, you had to bring what you need for this trip. And he did. He brings literally one pair of jeans, one shirt, one pair of socks, and one pair of, I won't say so Paul was so excited. I can imagine him like, oh, I'm going to preach. This is our first trip, Barnabas. Yeah, let's go together. But guess what? Every city, most of the cities that he visited in his first trip, they stoned him. They throw rocks to him and try to kill him. And this morning, I want to talk about that the tribal church has a kingdom. When we talk about kingdom, we have to understand we're influenced for a culture. Let me explain what is culture. Culture, according to this, culture is the customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. A good definition, but it's talking about who I am, where I was born, and, 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 and the beliefs that I I'm from Mexico. Okay, I'm from Mexico City. So we are known in the world because eat. Say that, no worry. We are known in the world eat. No dog and cats, no. <laughs> we eat what? Say that, say that. Tacos, tacos, yeah, tacos. Okay? And I love my culture, and our culture has been spread around the world, and that's okay with my culture. But I'm not talking about that culture that, that tells me where I came from or, or, or who I am. I'm talking about a culture, a spiritual culture, that a social group is using some beliefs, some social forms to influence. And the communities to tell the people not to believe in God's word. This culture that is a spiritual culture that is teaching our kids that there is no a real God. This culture that is telling people you can live in the way you want to do it. You feel this way, that it's fine. You feel good living in this way, that it's fine. You live it, that it's fine. Apostle Paul was in this city... And guess what? He was fighting the culture. Not the people, but the spiritual culture that was formed for years. These beliefs, these social forms, that it's taking people away from the real God. 
We do not overcome culture with another culture, but with the kingdom. I'm going to say it again. We do not overcome culture with another culture, but with the kingdom of God. Let me explain this. We use this, this phrase in our churches, and probably it's something new for you, and I hope George don't get mad on me and he won't invite me again. But let me tell you something. We sometimes we use like, oh, the culture of a church, Christian culture. But let me tell you something. If we use the word culture, what that I'm saying is that I have some beliefs in social forms that it's not coming from God. It's coming from what I like as human. Because the culture that I have in, in Marshalltown and the church in Marshalltown is different. The culture from that church to the culture that I have in Waterloo. Even if I'm the same pastor to churches, their cultures are different. Because there is people from one country, there's people from one other country. And even these two churches, their culture are different from living what is church. You have donuts and You get my point? And instead of replacing the culture of this world with another culture, we have to destroy and fight, overcome the culture of this world with a kingdom mind. Why? Because kingdom is Jesus Christ. Kingdom is not you and kingdom is Jesus Christ. Amen. This is why he say, seek first kingdom. And let, me, and let me tell you three things about this. I mean, when we talk about kingdom, it's a, it's a big, big. We have to spend probably another summer to speak about this. But let me read three verses. And it's interesting. And you've been studying the book of Acts this summer. But if you go to chapter 1 of Acts, chapter verse, verse uh, 3, you can see that after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus preached about the kingdom of God. Let me read it. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. He, Jesus, presented himself alive to them after suffering by many proofs, appearing to them, to who? Disciples, during 40 days and speaking about what? The kingdom of God. This is how it starts the book of Jesus is speaking to his disciples, speaking to his people about the kingdom. Now, if you go to the last chapter, chapter 28, verse, uh, verse 30, the last verses from the book of Acts, the uh, apostle Paul preached in his two last years of living in this earth, he preached about kingdom. Let's read Acts chapter 28, verse 30. He lived there. In Rome, two whole years at his own expense, and welcome all who came to him. Verse 31, proclaiming the what? The kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without difference. You see that? The way the Apostle Paul it's overcoming the culture that he was preaching, even if he was a stone, it's not because he replaced that culture with the Christian culture. He, he overcome that culture. The kingdom of God. It's the kingdom. It's not my culture. It's not 
the churches that we are planting or the churches that we lead culture to spread the gospel is about a kingdom mind. We read about Revelations. Go to Revelation chapter 5. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. The church is the only tool to expand the kingdom of God. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. This is in heaven, what is happening here. And say this. And they is talking about people. And they sung a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you will ransom people from God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. You can say, yeah, it's talking about culture. Yeah, but it's not talking about that central culture that is destroying communities. Or it's not talking about that, that, is, that is bringing the people to not to know the real God. It's people like you and me surrendered to the king of the kingdom. And, and I want you to this verse. Listen how Christ called all these people in heaven. Verse 10. And you have made them what? A kingdom. And priests to And they shall reign on the earth. Kingdom mind. The thriving church has a kingdom mind. Let me give you four facts about culture and four facts about kingdom. Culture destroys communities. Let's read verse the beginning of verse 8 in Acts chapter 14. Verse 8. Now and Lystra, I was reading, I was studying to pronounce this word, and English is so hard. Because some say you can say Lystra, you can say Lystra. Raise your hand. You say, who goes for Lystra? Who goes for Lystra? And the other ones? You don't know your language? <laughs> what a city where the people has a lot of godness. They have a lot of idols. And they worship them. But you know what was happening with this city? It was destroyed because they didn't know the real God. And when we live in cities where the culture is more important than kingdom, that community will be destroyed. And is destroying our communities. My, uh, I have two daughters, five years old and three years old. The five our kindergarten last week, I mean this week, uh, Wednesday, and, and I'm, I'm not concerned about when she gets to, for, uh, to pick up uh, her in breakfast or lunchtime and carrying the tray, and she drops the food. I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried if she's slow to learn or faster to learn. You know what I'm worried? About the culture. I'm worried about that. But you know what gives me comfort? Is that I belong and you belong to a kingdom. You and I, we can bring that kingdom to our communities. Because as the, as the culture destroys communities, the kingdom restores communities. 
This is why Paul went to this first trip and he went to different cities. Because he understood the need to restore communities. Not by Paul's culture, not by Christian culture, but because the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom is Jesus Christ. Kingdom is not one thing. Kingdom is a person. And that person is Jesus. That is the first fact. The second fact is that the culture is teaching and its influence to the people saying that faith is not real. And because there is no faith, then you don't have hope. Culture is telling us faith is not real. But if there is no faith, there is no hope. Let's keep reading verse 8. Now in Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He has no hope. He has no faith. But the kingdom brings the faith and is saying the kingdom faith is real. And because you have faith, you have hope. And because you have faith and hope, you can be also saved. This is the kingdom. The culture is telling you there is no faith. There is no faith. There is no faith. And this man has no hope, has no faith. But let's read what happened when Paul brings the kingdom word to him. Verse 9. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul looking intently on him. And listen this. And seeing that he had faith to be made well, say in a loud voice, stand up right on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lacanonian, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. I don't know if you as Christian, having a kingdom mind, when you share the gospel, when you share about Jesus Christ, I don't know if you have experience when you share the gospel with somebody and you can see that the faith is producing in his life or her life. Have you had that experience? If you have, if you have not that experience... I encourage you not to bring a Christian culture. I encourage you to bring the kingdom to the people. And let me tell you something. There is something special and, and, and amazing. When you are sharing the gospel in that, in that right time, you can see the faith in the person. I remember when I was in Honduras, uh, we went to a hospital there because I broke my ankle. Uh, we... we I used to be a, a director of missions for a church that I used to work. And I was playing soccer, and they hit my, my ankle, and I had to go to the, to the public hospital, which is really bad. When I was walking in a hole with crutches, a man came on a bed with uh, his brother and his mom, and he was open, all this open, bleeding. And then when, when I stopped to let, to let them go through, he held my hand. And he said, don't let me die. And I was looking at him. I'm not a doctor. But the only thing I can say is that Jesus loves you. And he wants you to save. And you need to surrender your life to him. 
And I can see his face like, like bright eyes and saying, yes, and I pray for him. So I walked. He went to that direction. I went to this direction. So maybe 15, 20 minutes later, when I come back, I see, I see his brother and his man. I say, what's going on with him? And they say, he passed away. It's not about culture. It's about kingdom. Because kingdom, the faith is real. You have hope and you can be safe. And it's what happened with this man. If you read uh, uh, the gospels, every time Jesus is healing someone, he always say, now your faith, by your faith, you are safe. By your faith, you are safe. Don't sin more. Because the kingdom and the king of the kingdom brings faith. And that faith is real. And then people can, can have hope. And people can be safe. Third fact. Fact number three. Culture promotes syncretism. Let me explain what is syncretism. Syncretism means like you have a pot and you put a lot of religions, human beliefs. You shake it, you mix it, and there you go. You like to live in that way? That is right. You, you like to live in that? You believe this? That is fine. I'm okay with that. Oh, you, you, you like that? That is fine. Oh, you, you believe that? Oh, you don't believe in Jesus? That is fine. No worries. They believe, but we are all together. That is syncretism. Let me give you an example. Because uh, serving the communities, I work a lot with, with uh, people from Mexico and from uh, Hispanic countries that Catholicism is big, especially for people from Mexico. But it's interesting that they can say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but I also expect a miracle from Maria, from Mary, Virgen de Guadalupe, from Guadalupe Virgin. But I believe in Jesus Christ, but I'm expecting this. But you know what? This same person goes to practice witchcraft. In that place where they practice witchcraft, you can see a cross with Jesus Christ hanging there, and you can see Mary here, and they don't have problem with that. That is the culture promoting syncretism. But there is a big problem. The big problem is that they cannot know the real God. This is why kingdom brings the way, the truth, and the life. Because the kingdom is Jesus. Uh, in our youth group, uh, this summer and Friday night, we were, we were teaching about God's creation. In talking about God's creation, I was teaching about like there is only male and female, nothing else. When I was teaching about that, we have a, a, a young girl there that when I was speaking about that, she was like, hmm, hmm. I said, oh. I said, yes, God only created male and female. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I said, okay, kingdom, the way is Jesus. If you're living in this way, he wants to save you. The end of that class, and when we pray, I said, if you are living in a different way about God's way, you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, raise your hand. You know what she did? But wait. Next Friday, she invited her friend. 
and he was a gay. Uh, today is Sunday. Two days ago, in the same group, I asked them, what was the best thing this summer about what you were learning? You know what she said? I love when you said that God's creation is perfect and he made male and female. Because the kingdom brings the way, the truth, and the life. Let's see verse 11, what Paul is telling to the people. And let's see what happened with the culture here. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lecanonian, sorry, um, it's 1040. What time I had to finish? What is, what is my, uh, where are you? He's not here. How much time I have? Okay, okay. Josh, it's not my fault. He said, keep going, okay? <laughs> Verse 11, and when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lacanonian, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. You know, when these people start speaking their own language, I'm sure Paul and Barnabas, they didn't know what we're saying. It's like, it's like if I start, hola, buenos días, ¿cómo están? Bienvenidos, hoy los voy a adorar como dioses. Tú eres Zeus, tú eres Apolos, y vamos a hacer una fiesta aquí. It's the way Paul and Barnabas like, what's going on? They didn't know that these people want to worship them. And let's keep reading. Verse 12. Barnabas, they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was on the entrance to the city, brought oaks and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul hear of it, they tore their garments and rushed shouting to the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? Stay away from syncretism. Stay away from the culture. And then Paul is going to bring the kingdom to these people. And he brings the basic stuff from from gospel, from kingdom gospel, from kingdom message to these people. Let's keep reading. I want to read again, verse 15. Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you. And we bring you what? Good news. That you should turn from these vain things. From this culture. For these vain things from culture. You have to turn... To a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In the past generation, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet, he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful season. Satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. He was preaching. He was preaching the kingdom. He was preaching the truth. He bring the way, the truth, and the life to these people. You want to know what happens? Some of them believe. But you know what happened with these people living in this syncretism? Verse 18. Even when these words 
they scarcely restrain the people from offering sacrifice to them. Our culture is that, that way. The culture that we have in our days is in that way. They want to stop. They want to stop. You think it's okay? Oh, yeah, we can accept some of the cultural things, yeah? There are churches that they are on the edge bringing the, 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 the culture of this world because they think they can reach in that way people. But they are close to fall down because they are preaching culture and instead preaching kingdom. Because if they start preaching kingdom, the king of the kingdom who is Jesus, you know what's going to happen? They won't come to the church. They don't come. They, they won't back. They won't back. But I'm sure living waters, you are living the kingdom. I've been listening to the YouTube preachings, and I can see that you're bringing the kingdom who brings the way, the truth, and the life. Fact number four, and I finish with this. Culture is Satan's tool. Culture is our enemy tool. Satan is using the culture to destroy not only communities. Satan is not using only culture to put away people from the, from the real God. But Satan is using culture to destroy Christians, to destroy churches. But you know what? The kingdom is using the church as the only tool to expand the kingdom. In other words, Jesus, the king of the kingdom, is using living waters to spread the message of the kingdom about Jesus Christ. This is what the kingdom brings to the communities. If you read verse, go with me, verse 19. But Jews come from where? Antioch and Iconium. Remember, Paul was preaching in these two cities before. And you remember, they tried to kill him. They tried to stomp him. And there is interesting how people from these two cities, that they were 100, 100 miles away. They were dri not driving. Oh, no, sorry. They were walking to this new city where Paul was. And you know what they, what they did? They bring their culture because they were using by Satan. And let's see what happens to Paul. Verse 19. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was. If you see my van uh, last week, uh, I, it was chipped the windshield with a rock. And this morning, on our way here for 15 minutes, my two daughters, they were saying, Dad, what happened to the windshield? A rock hit us. Who threw the rock? I don't know. But why? You know the kids, right? But why is it? It's broken. Go to sleep. <laughs> Can you imagine one little rock hitting your windshield? Can you imagine 20, 40, 100 people throwing your rocks? Because you are bringing the kingdom? It's not about culture. It's about kingdom. But it's interesting that, that the people, they were thinking, Oh, we killed Paul. That's good. Eh. 
But you know what made Paul to stand up? A kingdom mind. Because he knew that he belongs to something bigger than his own culture. And, and I want you to see this next verse. Verse 20. Remember, take this picture. Paul is bleeding. Contusions. I don't know. Shake. I don't know. But he's there. He was lying on the floor. People laughing on him. But I want you to listen to this. Verse 20. But when the disciples gathered about him, the church came around him. They said, hey, we belong to the kingdom. Come on, stand up. And then Paul stand up and said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Let's fight this culture because I belong to a king of the kingdom. I've been saved by the king of the kingdom. And that's interesting what happened. He rose up and entered to the city. And on the next day, he went with Barnabas to Derby. Oof. Bleeding. You know, let's go to Derby. Let's preach about the kingdom. The thriving church has a kingdom. And you and me, as Church of Christ, we are the tool that he's using to expand the kingdom. I don't know what is your faith this morning. I don't know if you are struggling with your faith. I don't know. I don't know if you're giving 50% of your life in the culture and 50% in a Christian culture. But I want to invite you that you leave these two cultures and now come to the king of the kingdom who is Jesus. Surrender your life. You want to impact the world with the gospel? We need to have a kingdom mind. Please stand up and pray together. If God's word speaks to you this morning, you also start praying. Talk to him. Talk to the king of the kingdom. Lord, thank you so much because you save us to be part of the kingdom. Thank you because we are called to fight the culture with a Christian culture, but you call us to fight the culture of this world with your kingdom. Use our lives to bring hope to bring the way, the true and the life to our communities. Help us to destroy syncretism. But we need to bring the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing with us. If you need to surrender your life this morning to the king of the kingdom, Jesus Christ, just pray where you are. If you need to run away from the culture, and you're putting more efforts in a culture than the kingdom, run away and surrender your life to the king of the kingdom.